Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Today's topic is a bit of a challenge for many Christians. Human sexuality and gender issues have been in the spotlight lately, and many churchgoers aren't quite sure how to deal with them. Some push back with what they consider to be divine zeal, tossing Bible texts around like hand grenades, while others simply turn their backs on the subject and take an out-of-sight, out-of-mind approach. But what would God have us know about these issues? Common Reason Ministries is the sponsor of this program, and Dr. Jennings is with us via Skype to offer some insights and some suggestions. Dr. Jennings, what's on your heart today? Well, first, Charles, we want to understand that this is a very emotional and sensitive topic for many people, and all of our comments today are in no way taking sides on someone's personal relationship with God— Personal relation with God is about character. It's about having a heart that's renewed. We are talking about physiology now. We're going to talk about God's design for human sexuality. But we're not going to step into the the political questions. We're not going to step into a personal salvation question. Mm -hmm. Those are different questions. We want to try to understand God's design for human sexuality and what happens when we go outside of that design, either because things have happened in nature or because of personal choice. And so let's look at that first, though. God is love and God is also truth. And the Spirit of God is called the Spirit of truth and love. And we cannot separate these two and remain true to God. Love, being loving, compassionate without truth, is actually not loving. It's cruel. Hmm. And truth without love creates falsehoods, particularly about God, and ultimately is not truthful. It's dishonest. Hmm. Thus, we want to have truth and love in our conversation today. And God designed life to magnify love, which is the principle of giving. He designed companionship and the unity of two individuals who in love join themselves in other-centeredness and commitment. In that unity of love, as God designed, the two become more than either one could be by themselves. Adam was incomplete Hmm. until God created Eve. And it's quite clear in Scripture that that was the case. A human, not male, human, as the Bible describes it, requires male and female for full completion, to be fully a human in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, in God's original creation. And God created male and female, gender, male and female, in every species on planet Earth. And every one of us, every day, sees it. It's intentional by God that there be male and female. And humans, male and female, have equal worth and value as sentient beings made in God's image, but he purposely built them, designed them, constructed them with different, now hear this word, complementary qualities or abilities that when joined together in love, expand, enhance, and develop them and allow them to enter spheres of experiences and realities that are impossible for either one as single individuals to experience. Hmm. Male and female together, joined in love as God designed, are able to procreate beings and have children in love in their own image. This 
is a complementary joining that they both bring something the other doesn't have and are dependent upon the other and give freely to the other. And thus they also in their internal heart and world experience levels of love and, and also levels of being loved that they could never experience as a single person. And they also have different complementary mental abilities. Men and women process information and see the world subtly differently, but purposely differently so that together they have greater wisdom wisdom, greater discernment, greater growth, greater opportunities to grow in insight and understanding as they are joined in a mutual love and bond. Because of all the blessings, that's just a, a superficial overview of that, because of all the blessings that God built into the reality of his design for loving couples to be joined in other-centeredness in this way, and human sexuality, Satan attacks God's design across the landscape of our reality in every way he can. And since sin entered the world, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 that all nature groans under the weight of sin, and our human physiology groans under the weight of sin. And Satan attacks our sexuality through physical attacks as he can do that, such as sexually transmitted diseases. These are not part of God's design. He did not put diseases on this planet degrades our biology and attacks us through things like infertility. There are people that are born infertile or have infertile problems, mm -hmm. infertility problems. Mm -hmm. God did not design infertility. That is a consequence of sin in the world, but that person who has an infertility problem is not because of sin in them. If you follow what I'm saying, it's not yes, an act of yes, sin to be, right. to be infertile. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people have other biological alterations we've historically known of what's called hermaphrodites, which are people who possess both male and female genitalia or gonads, testicles and ovaries. Mm -hmm. A person born with both testicles and ovaries has not done any evil or any wrong, but it is clearly not how God designed it to be that one person would have both of those tissues. Mm -hmm. This is also a consequence of sin being in the world. Some have gender confusion. I will tell you right now, gender confusion was not part of God's design. I will say it maybe more broadly, if people find that offensive. Confusion <laughs> was not part of God's design. True, that's true. He designed us to be clear thinking, to have understanding, to have reason, not to have confusion. So any type of confusion is not part of God's design. Questions, we are finite beings. There are things we will need to explore and discover, but we were designed to discover, have real answers that make sense and are not confusing. That's part of God's design. All of these problems with human sexuality are an attack by the enemy to damage and destroy God's design, undermine health, welfare, happiness. These ones we've described so far, though, are attacks that come through nature. But God's design for our human sexuality and happiness can also be broken by our purposeful choices, such as prostitution, mm -hmm. polygamy, pornography, molestation, rape, domination, sexual slavery, sex trafficking, and all forms of sexual perversity. All activities such as this damages the people who participate in them. The perpetrators, now hear this carefully, damage their souls. They sear their conscience. They harden their hearts. They warp their characters. And the victims are damaged in their bodies and in their minds 
and in their emotions, but their consciences remain clear and their souls remain undamaged. Now, one of the lies circulating in society today is that there is no male and female, that gender is just a mental construct that people make up. That's actually fraudulent. This is an example in modern society of the little story of the emperor's new clothing. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows, you see everywhere, there is male and female. There may be people who are confused about whether they're male or female, or whether a man or a woman, but it doesn't mean there's no male or female. There is male and female. I'm going to say it very clearly. I'm going to stand up for that. And that idea of there's male and female is not a question of, of sexual preference or sexual identity or whether somebody's gay or lesbian. I know, in fact, the best man at my wedding was best friend that I met in the military. He was gay. But I will tell you, he was gay. He identified as male. He was a man who was attracted to men. So... Gay men that I know, they identify as male. This idea that there is no gender or people can simply choose their gender, it's all just a construct of society or social pressures is a fraudulent thing. And what it's designed to do when we allow ourselves, our minds to believe such, such falsehood, it decouples our mind from objective reality. And when our mind is decoupled from objective reality, it incites anxiety and uncertainty. There's no predictability. There's no reliability. It causes angst or anxiety. And so we become more insecure and more fearful. Therefore, we want to control people more. Imagine you had to step out on the floor, Charles, one of those tile, classic tile floors looks like a checkerboard. Mm -hmm. And some of the tiles out there were solid on concrete and hold your weight. Some of them were spun sugar. And if you step on them, you'll fall through onto spikes. Mm -hmm. But you don't know which one it is until you step on them. Mm -hmm. Imagine how stressed it'll be to walk on that floor. Oh my, yes. Okay? Yes. When we have no predictability, when we have no light, when we pull out the objective realities of the world around us and create these fabricated stories that are just fraudulent and force people to believe them. It incites terrible anxiety and that anxiety drives people for greater control in an arbitrary way where they want to control other people's behavior. They demand and they become intolerant. If you, if you stand up and say, well, you know what? I actually do believe there's male and female. I'm going to love you if you want to see it otherwise. I'm not going to persecute you. I'm going to give you the freedom to make Make choices in your life the way you'd like to make them, but I'm, I disagree with you, then you become an object of derision that needs to be silenced. And the reason you need to be silenced is because your words of truth expose the fraud that they are trying to put across on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that's where we live in our society today. People are being pressured into remain silent. And it's very sad. And so I want to say God has a beautiful design for our human sexuality. There are many things that have damaged it. Christians need to make a clear distinction between the damage that has happened because of sin in the world, infertility. And I will tell you that there are people who are born gay. There's no question in my mind about that. Biologically attracted to the same sex, and they never made a choice to be that way. No question about it. And I see them in the same place as I see somebody who was born infertile. It was no choice. There's no sin on their part to have, have their sexuality constituted in this way. What will make a, a difference will be whether they develop a character of somebody who is loving, kind, other-centered, loyal, faithful, or they develop a character who is self-centered, exploitive, and abusive, somebody who's untrustworthy, someone who will cheat and, and betray. And you know what cheating and betraying is called in Scripture? 
adultery. Mm. So the person who is loyal and faithful or the person who is the cheat, the liar, and the betrayer, see, that's really what adultery is about. It's about character. But people sometimes want to focus on simple physical behaviors. I don't focus there. I focus on character. When Jesus looks at us, is that what he focuses on too? Jesus said, you say if you commit adultery, you commit sin. That's bad behavior, bad act. Mm -hmm. I say if you lust after a woman in your heart, you already committed adultery with her. So yes, Jesus was making it clear the issues are always issues of heart and character. The behaviors are manifestations of what's in the heart and character. Bible further says that man looks on the outward appearance, the Lord looks on the heart. Man likes to look on outward appearance, and historically insecure and fearful Christians would identify a gay person or couple, and they would want to persecute them for their behavior, having no idea that they may have a more righteous and loving heart than the person who's persecuting them. And today what's happening, it's flipped the other side. In other words, our entire um, way of defining reality is being assaulted. If you accept the data that has been done, it's 0.6% of our society currently uh, identifies as transgender, 0.6%, less than 1% of our society. Yet that there's this intimidating factor out there that the vast majority have to be bullied and forced into a new way of thinking in order to accommodate the 0.6% so that they can feel comfortable. It's quite actually abusive and wrong because it denies liberty and freedom. It doesn't persuade with love. It uses coercive tactics, which ultimately undermines love. And this is ultimately the goal of the enemy, to destroy love in our society and fracture our relationships. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries, and Dr. Jennings has a website, comeandreason.com. Check it out. Lots of good stuff there. And Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for sharing with us and making these truths plain for us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>